Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. What is up? Welcome in to another injury recap episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the host for the evening and doing a solo pod, Matthew Betts. Uh, if you're new to the show, thanks so much for checking us out. I am a board-certified orthopedic clinical specialist, and so you'll find me doing these injury recap pods um, throughout the season, usually on Monday afternoon or evenings, and then releasing on Monday night or Tuesday morning. I'm recording this at 6.50 on Monday night, so this is just before Monday Night Football. Um, so if there are any injuries in that game, they will not be included on this show. But without further ado, let's get over into the injuries from uh, a busy week nine. We got to start at the quarterback position with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, kind of an unfortunate situation early in the game. Uh, one of his own offensive linemen stepped backwards onto the outside of his lower leg, causing his uh, his ankle to kind of rotate outward. So that was my initial concern. But then on the very next step his lineman takes, he hits him on the outside of the knee, causing his knee to buckle inward. So the news right now is all about the knee, right? Everyone's heard about the MCL injury, the medial collateral ligament. It's a ligament that sits on the inside of the knee and is stressed in the motion that Jacoby Reset had his knee stressed when that knee dives inward. The, the nice thing about these injuries is they're pretty straightforward, you know? So especially for a guy like Brissett, he's not the most mobile quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. So I think he has a legit shot to play this week especially because his MRI on Monday revealed that it was a pretty minor injury and they have not ruled him out yet. If it's a grade one injury, which I believe this is, he can play with a brace on his left knee um, and actually I think do pretty well. So he'll battle some swelling over the, the next few days. He'll probably be a little bit sore, but once he gets his full range of motion back and starts to get moving again, I think he'll be okay. I do think we see him uh, this week in week 10. Next on the list uh, two Eagles wide receivers. Let's start with Alshon Jeffrey. Pretty straightforward. Minor left ankle sprain uh, in the fourth quarter yesterday against the Bears. Exited, went to the blue tent, and then you saw him emerge with his left ankle taped. So we're going to call this an ankle sprain. It's a pretty much a mute point, though, uh, for me because the team is on bye in week 10. So with the extra week off, there is virtually no chance Jeffrey misses any time. I suspect he'll spend the bye week uh, you know, rehabbing and, and healing getting right for the rest of the season because they're going to need him with another player out. And that leads me right into Deshaun Jackson. It's unfortunate if you've listened to this podcast before, or you've listened to myself and Okada do our weekly uh, preview show, you know that I've been very nervous about Deshaun Jackson. And it's because of the fact that he's been battling this sports hernia surgery now for the past two months. And news broke today that he is going to require surgery uh, and essentially end his fantasy football season. Basically, he's out for at least six weeks, and then you know that puts you at the end of, of the regular season. He may be able to return for a postseason uh, portion if the Eagles can make the playoffs. But man, it, it's such a tough season for Deshaun Jackson. You know, these injuries are are so fluky. Like it, it's hard to really predict how they're going to respond. So I don't want to knock the Eagles because they didn't have Jackson have surgery right away. It was the right thing to rehab him and, and try to get him back out there. However, after it didn't go right for the first four weeks, I think that would have been a little bit of a red flag to say, okay, this isn't going the way we thought it would. You're not really recovering the way we would, ho- would have hoped. Let's do the surgery now and see if we can get you back out there 
for the the second half of the year, and unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty, so it's always easy to look back and be like, "Oh, you should have just had a surgery." Well, of course, now it's easy to say that, but if he would have had a surgery uh, in week two when he injured it, he would have been back right about now. It was when he would get back on the field and he would have had a pretty low re-injury risk for the rest of the season. So uh, it's a bummer that it wasn't handled the right way or maybe that he just didn't heal the way he should have. Regardless of the situation, Deshaun Jackson out for fantasy football purposes uh, and definitely a huge blow to the offense and Carson Wentz as a whole. Next wide receiver on the list, Adam Thielen aggravated his hamstring strain uh, this past Sunday pretty much in the first drive, uh, which is really the, the fear with these soft tissue injuries. You know, they do carry the biggest risk of re-injury in the first two weeks back on the field. Let's not forget it was two weeks ago uh, that Adam Thielen injured that hamstring on his touchdown reception. He didn't play last week on a short week, which was to no one's surprise, but the sentiment around the league was, you know, this is a pretty mild injury. He should be fine moving forward. But this just shows you, I mean, this is case in point. It doesn't matter the severity of the injury. Now, of course, a more severe hamstring strain is going to limit a, a player much more. But even these minor, you know, quote unquote, small hamstring strains are a big deal. And this shows you what can happen. So for Thielen, you know, you've heard me say it before. If a player aggravates a soft tissue injury, you're always looking at a longer recovery or a longer absence from the field. So it would not shock me at all if this Adam Thielen injury turns into a three to four week recovery before he's back on the field. And even then, he's not really um, out of the woods. I mean, we saw it last year with his teammate, Dalvin Cook. We saw it last year with Leonard Fournette. They battled hamstring injuries off and on because they tried to get back too quick. And that could be what happens here for Adam Thielen and you know the, the biggest portion of what could be a factor here for Thielen is not whether or not he can get back on the field it's whether or not he can get back on the field and produce these hamstring strains are big time uh, a big time factor for being able to accelerate to top end speed to beat players deep to decelerate quickly so everything that a wide receiver needs to do that hamstring muscle is going to get stressed it's not looking good for Thielen the rest of the year from a fantasy football perspective. So if in a week or two we get some positive news regarding Thielen's availability to get back on the field, I would definitely recommend selling if you can get fair value for him. Next player on the list, again, uh, another wide receiver, Preston Williams, the impressive rookie for the Dolphins, unfortunately tore his ACL yesterday and he will be out for the year. There's not too much to comment on here other than the fact that we have to talk about his timeline. So Different players recover at different speeds. Certainly the timing at which the injury happens plays a big role in terms of how a player will do the following season, meaning if an injury happens in preseason, uh, I feel a lot more confident about their availability come the following season. For Preston Williams, obviously we are just finishing week nine, so he's kind of on that borderline where I would say he has a shot to be ready for, uh, for week one of 2020. In terms of his offseason program, I mean, he's not going to do much at all. Definitely nothing in, in OTAs. Very little in minicamp. I would suspect he'll probably be limited in training camp. So if you are a Preston Williams owner in Dynasty and you see him not doing much during OTAs or minicamp, don't be surprised. That is normal. Um, and if you're hoping to acquire Williams in, in Dynasty, maybe you wait until he's limited and doing some things that um, other owners would hope he'd be doing more and maybe you buy him low. But yeah, he definitely uh, has a shot to return to full health next year, but it'll probably be a pretty slow start to his season coming off of his ACL surgery. 
Last wide receiver here on my recap list is Paris Campbell, uh, the Ohio State graduate now playing with the Indianapolis Colts, dealing with a wrist fracture uh, from this past Sunday. He's going to have surgery on this wrist. It's not going to keep him out for the rest of the year, so he's not going to be placed on injured reserve, which tells you, you know, the team suspects he'll be back before eight weeks. Um, And I do think he will be. I'm projecting about a four to six week recovery timeline here for Campbell. The main factor in terms of how quickly he can recover is the type of fracture, whether it's displaced or not displaced, meaning out of place or not, because the doctor will have to go back in and put it back in place with surgery. That usually takes a little bit longer. The other thing is we need to know which uh, which bone was broken, and unfortunately, we don't have that information. And then the, the third piece of the puzzle is just how well does he heal and, and how does his recovery go, which of course is never a foolproof plan, right? There's always ups and downs. There's always setbacks. So we'll see what happens here for Campbell. But it, as long as it's a pretty straightforward fracture, um, the hardware in there is going to stabilize the bone. And therefore, he can start rehabbing quicker than if he would have to wait for, uh, for the surgery to take place. Now, the other factor here is if there's any ligament damage, that requires surgery, I think that he would have been put on injured reserve. We saw that with David Johnson in 2017. He had a wrist injury that required surgery and was put in a cast. Now, if it's a a non-operative case, that can be the case where they put you in a cast. But if they operate and it's a pretty straightforward fracture without ligament damage, it's pretty much a seamless recovery. So let's see what happens here for Paris Campbell. But I think he'll be back in about a month to a month and a half. Last player on the list here, and this is a total mystery, so I wish I could provide some more information for you guys, but Le'Veon Bell, uh, all of a sudden on Monday, popped up with a knee injury. Now, we know nothing about the injury except for the fact that he got an MRI uh, today on Monday for his knee. I didn't see anything in the game. I went back and rewatched the the Jets and Dolphins games, which you guys must know how much I care about you if I had to go back and do that uh, a second time. But I did watch that game through till the end. I didn't see anything. I mean, Bell handled 25 total touches in that game. So either the injury happened really late or presumably it's pretty minor and kind of just, was just nagging at him throughout the game. I don't really know. But let's see what happens here with the MRI. Uh, hopefully we get those results tomorrow on Tuesday or even earlier, maybe during Monday Night Football. But um, yeah, for for Le'Veon Bell, man, it's just a situation that I want no part of in Dynasty anymore. You look at his injury history, it's quite lengthy. Um, Missing lots of time because of recurring knee injuries and lower body injuries. And now this, which, you know, I don't want to read into. I'm not too worried for this season for for Bell, but obviously he's um, getting up there in terms of his running back age. And he has a history of, of previous knee injuries. So if this comes out to be positive news, I'm and I'm not a contender in Dynasty, 100%, I'm going to sell Le'Veon Bell based off his name value because he's playing for the Jets, which obviously their organization um, needs to turn around quickly, and he has this injury history. So that's, that's kind of where I stand on Bell. If this is a relatively minor injury, I think he'll be okay for the remainder uh, of 2019. All right, so that does it for my list of players from yesterday's games who got injured, but I definitely want to spend a little bit of time talking about players coming back from injury, namely Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, Brandon Cooks, and Cam Newton. So let's start with the quarterbacks here. Pat Mahomes, things are looking good for his return this week. Um, We've seen him do things in practice. Obviously, the first week out from his kneecap or patellar dislocation, he wasn't going to do much, and he didn't. He played with a pretty bulky brace in practice. 
He jogged at like 25% of his effort. He was doing minimal uh, lateral movements or agility movements. So it, it was no shot to play. Last week, he does more in practice, starts practicing more with the second team uh, as opposed to the third or fourth team, and starts doing a little bit more explosive movements. So you like to see that. Now we're on to the, the third and a half week out from the date of injury. And this is kind of the sweet spot. So it, it's a little bit of a tricky situation. But basically, when you dislocate your kneecap laterally to the side, ligaments either get torn or stretched that connect your kneecap to your femur or your thigh bone. For Mahomes, he reportedly did not suffer any ligament damage. It doesn't mean that ligament isn't stretched. But that's important because what that tells you is it's easy to predict his re-injury risk. If the ligament does not completely tear, we know that essentially as each week goes by, his risk for re-injury goes down. So it was very smart of the the Chiefs to hold him out for two weeks at least, and now potentially for a third, but I do think he plays to get him back. So uh, basically my risk and my worry for Patrick Mahomes, if you would have asked me last week, I would be very, very worried. This week, it's a mild concern. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be effective. I do think he'll, pl- he'll play with a brace. They make these uh, these sleeves, basically, that kind of have a cutout for your kneecap. And then it helps provide stability on the inside and outside of the kneecap so it can't move side to side. It's a little bit uncomfortable for patients. Usually, it'll affect the way they move laterally. So you'll see him run in a straight line perfectly fine. But if he goes to cut or plant, he might be a little bit stiff and slow. And obviously, that makes him less effective. But um, it's Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he can be a great quarterback in the pocket if he has to. I think he'll perform, and I think he'll perform well if he gets the start this week. Uh, let's talk about Cam Newton. He's the next quarterback on the list. And, man, it's been a rough year for Cam Newton. Now, By now, you've heard the news is things are not going well for Cam Newton and his recovery from his Liz Frank injury. He had a, a specialist take a look at him and basically was – told you know right now you don't need surgery but that doesn't mean he won't need surgery in the future because a Liz Frank injury is a complete wide range of outcomes you hear that term all the time in the media and online and basically all that describes is the location of the injury so the Liz Frank joint is the articulation between the bones that connect your longer bones of your foot or your toes and the the rear foot or your heel so in between there you have tons of small bones Um, too many to name at this point, but the ligaments that connect those are what gets injured with this Liz Frank injury. You can also have a fracture of one of the bones in addition to a ligament injury. So it it runs a complete spectrum as far as what's going on. Obviously, I'm not there to evaluate Newton, so I don't know. But I think the fact that the, the team is trying to rehab him and avoid surgery and has not put him on injured reserve tells you it's probably not a major Liz Frank injury, right? Like um, Marquise Brown had one during his final season at Oklahoma, and he had to have surgery for his because of the fact that it was more severe. So for Newton, I don't think this is a sound the alarm red flag for dynasty purposes, but certainly for the rest of this year, I mean, you you talk about um, rehab and you talk about, you know, acclimating back into, into game situations. Like, People always say, okay, you got a you got an injury, it's going to take X number of weeks. Well, I always say it's going to take that plus another two weeks because you have to get back into game shape, allow the foot or whatever injury it is to get used to the forces that it has to see on a day-to-day basis. Um, so there's just so many factors. So you know, we're entering week 10. The team says he's not even close. For fantasy football purposes, his season's over. 
if you still have him on your roster, you should definitely drop him. Um, if you own him in Dynasty, don't sound the alarm right now because obviously you need to wait and see what happens. And you can't trade him on the low right now. Um, that's for sure. But that's kind of my my thought process there on Cam Newton. I think he can get this sorted out. But for this season, yeah, his season's effectively over. On to Alvin Kamara, who's missed the last couple of games and now obviously the bye week this past week with the MCL and high ankle injuries uh, on his left leg. I think it's going to be fine for this week. So if you've got Latavius Murray and maybe you're hoping to get a start out of him, I would look elsewhere with Kamara coming back. Now, maybe the team splits touches between the two of them, but I still think Kamara is going to be fine. I think he gets his full workload and uh, is their bell cow, as he usually is, without much of a risk of, of re-injury, to be honest with you. The MCL heals very well without surgery, if managed appropriately, and he will now have had three weeks from the date of his MCL injury. So for Kamara, you're, you're looking good there. I don't think he'll play with a brace. I think he's going to be good to go. Let's see what happens in practice this week, but I, I would not be shocked to see him limited one or two days and then get a full practice in and be ready to roll for this week. Brandon Cooks, on the other hand, unlikely to be ready for this week. Obviously, by now, you know we we know he's dealing with these concussion injuries, and he flew to Pittsburgh during the team's bye week this past week to meet with a specialist. And where he was meeting was the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. It's one of the leading research facilities in the country when it comes to concussion research. And you know, all the 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 stuff I go off of and all of uh, my knowledge is based off of their research. So this is the place to go if you have concussion questions. They're fantastic. They're the best doctors in the world for this. Um, and, and a fantastic staff. So he's getting the best care possible, that's for sure. Now, reportedly, they told him, you know, um, it was a positive It was a positive uh, trip, is, is the report I read. So all that tells me is, you know, uh, they're going to handle this as if they would any other concussion. You know, it's not like they need to shut him down and hold him out for three months or, or what, what have you. But we do know that every time a, a player has a concussion and it leads to recurring concussions, they're more likely to get another concussion, and when they do, it's more likely to take more time to recover. So all that to say for Brandon Cooks is um, I don't think he plays this week. I think he's got a shot for for the following week, and then I think he might have a chance to be productive again later in the season. But it's his third concussion since 2016, and that really does matter when you talk about his risk for re-injury and his risk for missing time. The only bad news is you can't plan for that, right? So um, it's not like it's an ankle sprain where you can say, you know, in his first game back, I'm a bit worried. When Cooks gets the green light, he gets the green light. It's just a matter of if he takes a hit to the head. Last player on the list, because we got to talk about him when we talk about Brandon Cooks with concussion, is Sterling Shepard. It's really sad, man. He was trending in the right direction, getting ready to be back for tonight's game on Monday Night Football, and reportedly suffered a setback on Saturday and was placed back in the concussion protocol. So obviously, you know, by now you know he did not play on Monday Night Football. But um, I think it just shows you, like, what concussion rehab and recovery is. It is a nonlinear process, meaning just because a player does something on Monday does not mean he's going to do more on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. And concussion symptoms basically are kind of fluky in that they're hard to predict, they're very much like a roller coaster, up and down. So players always have good weeks and then uh, you know a bad week or a good game, a bad game, a good day, a bad day when it comes to concussion rehab. It just happens, and, and you really don't know how it's going to respond. And that's why all of, of what we do as rehab professionals 
is look at the player's symptoms and take them for what they are. We don't try to project how they're going to do or how they will do in three days. You have to take it day by day. And this is what happened for Sterling Shepard. He felt good on, on Thursday and Friday, ramped up practice activity in those days, and Saturday started to feel some symptoms. So um, it's unfortunate because he was so close. But yeah, at this point, it's hard to say when he'll come back. Again, the team will reevaluate this week and see where he's at. But I don't think his season is necessarily over. I just don't think it's quite as seamless as maybe we thought this concussion rehab would be. All right, everyone, that was a lot of, of injury information. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully if you're listening to this and you found that helpful, that you will let me know on Twitter. You can find me at TheFantasyPT. Uh, find my co-host Matt Okada at Matt Okada. And find our show account at RedshirtsFFPod. Um, let me know what you think there. If you like what you're hearing, please drop us a rating and review on your podcast app. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, and then Okada and I will be back on Thursday to preview all of the one o'clock games on the slate. We'll give some injury updates. We'll talk about news in the NFL. Uh, and then we will also preview the, the rest of our shows on the Patreon accounts, patreon.com slash pod. Couple of bucks a month, you get that. You also get access to our Slack channel, which uh, we're building a community over there. You, we're talking fantasy football, you know, all day. So get on over, check that out, um, and then you also get some more resources in the off season. So it's a it's a good value in my opinion. Hopefully, you find it helpful, and we really appreciate your support. We will be back on Thursday. Until next time, we are the Red Shirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.